Have you ever considered the impacts of your past to your present or ever considered just how connected your life is with others? Hello, I'm Naomi, the host of Letters from the Chosen podcast. In this podcast, I share key moments from my childhood of how I went from life in rural West Africa to life in the United States. And I hope that by sharing my story, you get to see just how intricately involved God is in the details of our lives. In each episode, I hope you will take the time to reflect about your own past and be inspired to share your own story. Please share any insights you gain and let's grow together. I look forward to you joining with me each week. Let the story begin. Miracle God I don't remember landing in the United States. Dad said he was anxiously waiting at the airport looking for us amongst the arrivals. I do remember arriving at your home. You had a large black Labrador named Joey. He was a very well-behaved dog. Unfortunately for him, I had already had a negative experience with the dog, so I was not going to be buddies with him. You also had two older children, Matthew and Jessica. I had a new brother and a new sister. Jessica and I shared a bedroom. My bed was underneath the window to the left of the room, and my sister had a bed to the right side of the room. Sometimes I would fall out of the bed, and even when I fell, I would remain on the floor. Although I liked my bed, I felt much more comfortable and secure sleeping on the floor. My sister had so many clothes and old toys. I'd never seen so many stuffed animals before in my life. She also had just about every chapter book ever made. I developed the love for reading because of her. She loved to read more than anything and would encourage me to do so too. She would share her books with me and read to me during our childhood. I liked to braid her long, beautiful brown hair. I had wanted to be a hair braider ever since I was young. Whenever anyone at the church asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would declare that I was going to be a hair braider. I would practice hairstyles on my sister's hair and on my Barbie dolls. I was also given hairstyling books and I would practice them on the Barbie doll's hair. I don't know how I replicated some of those styles on their tiny little heads. I also had a new father. Tom. He was a tall man with pale skin and grayish blue eyes framed with a large set of glasses. He was a blend of both sternness and silliness, which was a combination in a father that was unfamiliar to me, but I liked him. I could tell he enjoyed being a father, and to my surprise, he seemed to like being mine too. So, this was my new family. Complete with a dog, well, we were definitely in for an adventure of a lifetime. Life with you and dad was so different. It was nothing that I could have ever dreamed up. Our house was beautiful with a large backyard. There were so many trees in that yard. Remember how I would sit in the little tree and look out over the neighborhood? It was so peaceful. 
I also had to get accustomed to the different foods you and the rest of our family ate. Each time you prepared a dish, I would always ask you what it was called. On one of those occasions, I asked you what the name of the meal was that you had prepared that evening. You stated that it was angel hair pasta. Oh, I spat out those noodles so quick. You had to reassure me over and over again that I wasn't actually eating angel hair. Anything yellow you made, I liked it since yellow was my favorite color. So whether it was macaroni and cheese, corn, I ate it. Thankfully, my criterion for good food has expanded since then. I remember one of my favorite stories you shared of when I first came to live with you. One day, we had arrived back at the house after being out somewhere. I saw a squirrel scamper across the front yard. I encourage you to hurry up and catch the squirrel. Get it, Mom! Get it! You asked me why you should catch the squirrel, and I looked at you as if you should have already known and replied, It is for dinner. I don't ever remember seeing squirrels before, but it must have reminded me of something we ate back at home. I began to become quite comfortable living with you and the rest of our family. I enjoyed attending church with our family the most. That was where I learned first about how much God loved me. When I heard about my Father in Heaven who loved me, it warmed my little heart and it redirected my path. We also had a great support system of other adoptive families in the church. There were two other families who had also adopted children from Ghana through the Jones. Even more, two of the pastors had children adopted from various parts of Asia. Being adopted in my church was not so foreign. There were no questions and no stares when I went to church. People knew who I was before I even arrived, and they were waiting for me with open arms. What a beautiful church. We also got together with some other children who had arrived from Ghana for medical procedures. It was so nice when they were here because I could speak with them in my own language. After a while, though, things began to change. The other adoptive families moved away from our church, and the children who had come for surgical procedures returned home. I didn't have anyone to speak tree with and my language began to quickly fade from memory after a couple of years. Being immersed in another language felt like having a conversation with someone while wearing headphones. I could tell that the person was speaking to me, but his words were muffled, and I was hearing a different track through the headphones. After a while of living in an English-speaking home, the headphones felt like they'd been lifted off of my ears. I could hear and understand the English language clearly, but I could no longer hear my tree language. When I dream, it's all in English now. When memories flood back from my past, I understand it in the English and not in tree. At one point, it was the opposite. Aside from going to church, 
We went to the doctors a lot when I first arrived. It was the one place where I was the most obstinate with you and Dad. I did my best to fight away any doctor who came at me with a needle. I know you're so glad those days are over, Mom. You explained to me that when I had first arrived, I needed to get my immunization shots in order to go to school. I felt like every time we went to the doctor's office, they had a needle with my name on it waiting for me. Several years later, you informed me that there was another reason for the doctor visits. When you came to get me in Ghana, you were told that the results for my HIV test had come back positive. Even with the news, you had faith that God would work it out. I'm so glad that you didn't change your mind about adopting me. I wasn't aware that there was anything wrong, and you kept this information from me at the time. Instead, you shared the diagnosis with close friends from the church who immediately began to pray for me. You then took me to get evaluated and to get some direction on the treatment options for me. When we went for the results of my evaluation, you described how the room was filled with so many specialists. You said you'd never seen so many health professionals in one room before. You explained why this evaluation had caused such a stir. HIV was relatively new in the 90s, especially amongst children in the U.S., so there was a lot of study in the treatment of the disease for children. As we waited to receive the plan of action for my health care needs, the room slowly began to empty out. Medical personnel after medical personnel began to exit the room until only we remained. The doctor returned and explained that the results of my test had come back negative. He reasoned that the test that was conducted in Ghana must have been faulty or misread. But you told me otherwise. It was a miracle. You believed that God had healed me. You shared with me how you and Dad trusted that God would work it out since he had given me to you both. Whether the doctors believed that a miracle had occurred that day or not, God does perform miracles. In the Bible, it states, You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. Psalm 77, 14. God performs miracles, and I give him the glory for being healed and growing up healthy. A couple years later, I walked into the library at our church. The librarian greeted me and called me a miracle child. When I told you about what the librarian had said to me, you told me this story of the diagnosis and how the church had prayed for my healing. I have no recollection of that day when we waited for the results of the evaluation. Maybe because it's only the victory that matters in the end.